0: You're listening to the best of the Tom Bernard Show brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant.
1: Who, me?
2: Well,
0: <laughs> so I'd like really to know if similar. I was married to a oh, horror piece said. of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you could just look at her license.
1: My a
0: special stripe. It you
1: was know, amazing. Oh that. my gosh!
2: Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions.
1: Everybody, to another episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast, brought to you as always by brad and Bryant. Kicking off the show this week, we had Dave Fulton in the studio, a new and improved Dave Fulton from five years ago. Talks a little bit about life as a dad, and 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 then we talk about guns, a lot of guns. Next.
0: Fulton, five years, five years, man. I can't believe that. Five years, so why five years? Where have you been? I know you where you've been, but why didn't you come back and see us?
3: (sighs) Don't take it personal, man.
0: I am, I'm taking it personally.
3: What happened? Well, five years ago, 2014, we, my wife, and I were just starting the process to adopt a child. Oh, that's cool. And um, so, yeah, we we went through all that, which was uh, horrible. And then, um, horrible. Yeah. The process is horrible. Really? Oh God. I didn't know really that. Really bad. Really bad. The, um, and then three years ago my dad passed away. Oh God. So I had to deal with all that. Yeah. And, um, and then you go, Hey Dave, you're going to go to Minneapolis in six months? And you go, well, I'm thinking about it. And they're like, Oh, you want to go to Amsterdam? Yeah. I'm going to gig in Amsterdam if you don't mind. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm yeah, going to do that, that. one. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, yeah. We, we, uh, um, that's the big thing. I'm a dad. Uh, we adopted a little boy in London. Um, and it's, I talk about it in the show, the, uh, yeah, the, it's crazy. Cause everybody wants white girls. They can't keep they want white girls. They cannot keep white babies on the shelf. Right? I wonder why
0: that is. <laughs> yeah, Not the boys though, just they the girls fly
3: off the shelf, you know, and if I was a parent,
0: <laughs> off the if shelf. I was a
3: parent and I had a miss, you know, disruptive little girl, I'm like, you have any idea how much we can get for you? <laughs> like dope, man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah.
3: So, so we, we, we wanted a boy and we wanted under the age of two and, uh, and it's weird because social services, because it's not like here, there's not a lot of money to pay, but you have to be screened because they want to make sure you don't sell it. You know, yeah, kind of it'd be good, <laughs> it'd be good. And they, um, it was crazy because they're uh, um, why you're you know, like we want this, this is kind of what we want. This is the parameters we're healthy, blah blah blah, under age two. And they always kind of do the um, oh that's really great. We go well. We got a little girl from uh, India. She's seven and her and her legs on backwards, and she has a lovely smile. And you're like, well, no, we don't. <laughs> well, we, no. You know, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, but you know, you know. Oh, okay, all right. Well, we have we have another little little boy. He's uh, he's eleven, and he and he starts fires. But he's <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We no. no we want to no. yeah. So. Um, but the fact that we didn't we didn't specify you know ethnicity we were like yeah we, you know well we, that's what we want and mm-hmm. that's what we're looking for and my wife is is uh, London born and raised uh, so she's you know a, multicultural like you can't believe and yeah you know, but working class like I mean working class here is kind of like yeah well and working class you know lower working class which she's from. Um, is like dirt poor, like, yeah, you know, using yeah. cardboard to wipe your ass, that kind of stuff. That's and, not uh, good. That's not <coughs> so, good. yeah, we, um, uh, and I was like, yeah, okay, you know, I'll go along with that. So, um, uh, yeah, long story short, short. we, uh, we talked to a, uh, a little boy and his, uh, his mother's second generation Jamaican and his father's, uh, from Nigeria. So mm-hmm. guess what? Yeah,
0: JB's his yeah. name. He's sitting right down <laughs> there. <laughs> i miss Michigan. <you. laughs> <laughs> Oh God, he's gorgeous! Yeah, is he that happy always? Yeah, that's phenomenal. Yeah, he is. Um, I don't want to mess with your phone. It went no, off, When no. I was going to show it to the, other uh, people, yeah, he start uh, pushing uh, buttons on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh,
3: uh, he's just this happiest little kid. He, he's a cute um, little kid. That's great. And um, he's just got a ton of energy on him. Um, he doesn't and he doesn't back off. I mean, he. Uh, I told him the other day. I said, "Yeah, he's just always, yeah, he's hell on the wheels. He's always moving around and." And somebody said, uh, "Well, geez, David, is it because he's black?" And I'm like, "No, it's because he's six. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's nothing to do out. with it. You know, that kind of thing."
0: Does so, it, it mean he moves around like because he's black? They yeah, asked me that. that. <laughs> I asked JB the same
3: thing. <laughs> he yeah. said, "No, it's not. That's because of that." <laughs> yeah. So he, he um, and of course, you know, he's he's kind of going. You know, uh, he, he's he's putting everything two to two together. Mm-hmm. And he said, "You know, mommy, daddy, come from your tummy." And we're like, "No, you came in. We named the, the birth mother's name." And um, we said, "Well, what what happened was, you know." You know, mommy chose daddy, and uh, daddy chose mommy. Like I had a choice, and um, (laughs) (laughs) didn't get a vote. And then we found you, and we and we became a family. That's phenomenal. Yeah. So, um, and he, you know, we, we, I've taken him back to Idaho three times, and didn't have to arm up. That was kind of cool. And um, Uh, good,
0: good. In parts of Idaho,
3: other uh, parts maybe. North Idaho. North Idaho is is the um, yeah, it's uh, North Idaho is it's turning into the Republican. Lake Tahoe, you know, in Coeur d'Alene. Yeah? Yeah, it's crazy. Coeur
0: gotten that, that big. Of, uh, yeah, really I mean, it's,
3: well, it's, it's always been conservative. The thing is... The yeah, weird, that's true. The weird thing about that, it's been conservative, but not, like, alt-right, you know? Right. There were some people that came in um, with uh, with money, and they were like, oh, we're gonna do this and this and this, and the people in, in Idaho were like, well, we're not really into that, you know, because you're more... Uh, you're out of your mind, and we don't do that. And um, did,
0: How do you get a flip I've been looking for a flip phone. I want a flip phone.
3: Oh, this is a burner, man. I got this at like Safeway for, Oh, for $10. Yeah, that's my burner. Because if I, I, if I use it. my iPhone, which is for the UK, yeah, yeah. it's like a dollar a minute. With a burner, it's like pfft, whatever. That's
0: wh- I love flip
3: phones. Yeah, so I'm, yeah I'm like... I'm, um, yeah. This
0: thing in your pocket is a pain in the ass.
3: It's well, too big. This is an iPhone 5, and this, it took me a long time to get to this point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. you and I are a lot I, alike there. Yeah, yeah it's I not like a... Reason. What's that?
1: I was going to say I have an old flip phone I don't use. I have a Sidekick I don't use. All <laughs> what's, those, a, what's a
0: Sidekick? That was the one that slid. Open. Oh, slid over. Yeah. yeah, and you had the keyboard. But I had. A, but it I had just, a, I have a flip phone too. You know, what do you have? A suitcase in your pocket? I hate how big this thing is.
1: Well, they, um, they got to a point where they wouldn't take them back and trade.
0: And oh, really? So yeah, because
1: good started, room. Yeah. Right. So I just started collecting <laughs> these old phones because I knew at some point they, they would become
3: nostalgic. Yeah, guys, I've got like three Motorola razors. One of those yeah. yeah, I got <laughs> <Motorola's>.
1: <laughs> yes.
3: three of them.
0: Uh. did you ever have one of the originals that were like this big and they looked like a brick?
3: Oh yeah, yeah, oh, No, the shoe No, yeah. No. So anyway, not, but, not but you know, there's there's a company in the UK that will take that phone, gut it, and put modern technology in it. Really? Yeah, so when you look at it, it's got a little, um, uh, like a smartphone screen on it, so you can, you know, do everything. Really? But when you pull it out, it looks like the old brick phone. Yeah, those things were unbelievable. They yeah. weighed about 800 pounds. It was like $12 like, a minute, you know. One of those. <laughs> $12 a minute, yeah. that's exactly
0: <laughs> Hold
4: on, I need to make a call. <laughs> you know, it's funny you mention
0: that, because I left, I was driving a convertible, and I ran into the grocery store, and didn't even think about, it. I left, because I wasn't used to having a phone, mm. you know, at that time. I left the phone in the car, and I got back, and somebody stole the phone. But the great part of it is I went back to go in the store, and I saw it on the ground. In other words, it was such a pain in the ass, he just threw it away. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, <laughs> we stole this but we don't want to well, for,
3: for the longest time I had a Samsung B twenty seven ten. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like it looks like a candy bar. it's a brick, you know, and I tell people, you know, I, if I ever want to bully you with my phone, I'll just, you because know, it's waterproof, shockproof, I'll just, you know, settle on vibrate, wrap it on bob wire, hammer it up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and then then call myself every five minutes and watch you bleed out on the <laughs> pavement like a <laughs> Like an Ebola victim, so, and I loved that phone for a long time. But you know, I just finally people are going, look, you can get the emails. Like I don't care about the emails, but I I got this because now I'm actually getting work off the back of it. You know, because you know I get alerts and this, that, and the other and. I mean, it's not like I don't have it to just suddenly film races. I don't have it like that. But, oh, uh, but. Which uh, you you guys are in America. Wayne, we get some of the best, you know, <laughs> smartphone racist footage yep. in, in, in Europe. It's just like, wow, look at this lady, you know. You think, oh, you mean the lady at the... Uh, where Where was she? in, in was Charlottesville. Or Charlottesville, or, or, Charlottesville, yeah. 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 I well, have uh, black friends, but these two ladies are... I'm like, oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah. I said what it to Rocky JB, and he
0: got all mad. Yeah. I just don't get it. <laughs> but... Now, why in 2019 would you ever drop the big N ever again? Yeah. Why would you do that?
3: Mm. Huh? Yeah. It, it makes um, no sense. Well, yeah, it, it's <coughs> – I, I, um, being in North Idaho, we had the Aryan Nations, and they used to have – Oh, yeah, They had parades weird. for Hitler's birthday every now and oh, then God. in the late 70s, early 80s, oh. you know. that little compound 18 miles north of town, and – and so I was a little bit worried about bringing my son home, but it was—they're gone. They got sued. They're—they're they're out of there. And, oh good, um, well that's good. So it's, um, yeah, you just wonder. And then and somebody said, well, Dave, why don't you, you know, ever thought about moving back? Because I got property there. And uh, I said, I think about it, but then you know, um, I, I can't afford the insurance here, because we had national insurance there. Right, right. You, you know, yeah, and it's yeah. based on your income. So I essentially pay somewhere between, I oh, like, you know, U.S. money wise, about 12, 12 to fourteen hundred bucks a year for full oh, coverage. Oh, god, that's phenomenal. Full coverage. And um and it's not the disaster you see online and you're like oh you can't pick this you can't pick that you oh, have to, yeah. there's a you know death list and all that kind of. my mother-in-law's law is three and they still treat her I don't know why but they still do <laughs> and the other thing yeah. is is you know I, I don't want my son coming home from school and going oh daddy we had another shooters drill you know that kind oh, of thing yeah, you know can all the yeah. kids are carrying bulletproof rucksacks can I have one. <laughs> I'm like, no, you know, and I don't want him I waiting know. for me outside of Walmart and have some crazy white guy shoot him in the face because, you know, he was like waiting for my dad. You don't, and, You've you know, got too much
0: melanin. You have to go. Yeah, yeah.
3: You, yeah, you know, say, where, where do you get this privilege? you like, go oh, from a white guy. And then he just pointed to me and go, I got it from him right there. That's, yeah. There's the guy so right I'm, there. I'm going to turn him into a black redneck if I can. Yeah.
0: Well, he's already got a cowboy hat. Yeah, That's a good no, start. Yeah, no, he loves start. it. Yeah, loves his yeah. cowboy hat. I just think it's—I don't. know, First of all, I've always liked your viewpoint on the world, anyway, because you tend to be very honest. A lot of—not a lot of
3: honesty anymore. Well, you know, what, you know what I'm really tired of is, is not only that, people are willing to be honest, but people, there's no accountability. No, you God, know? no. no. no, no <clears throat> I've noticed, I've, I've backed way off of Facebook stuff, because people will say stuff, and I'll just go, that's, that's not true. Right. And then you go, where'd you get that? And you go, well, look, I'm not going to send you this. You know, Google what I just said, you'll find out that. Or I'll put the link up. And, well, that's not true, it's fake. And you just kind of, you know what? Nobody's ever gone, wow, thanks. Wow, I didn't oh, no. know that. That's amazing. No, no, there's none of that. Yeah, so I, I just know accountability, and, and 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 starts from the top down. We have the the president will say something, and half the world is going what, and and then they'll show he'll reverse this thing, and they'll go, oh, by the way, four days ago, four hours ago, four minutes ago, you said this, now you reverse that. Are you admitting that you were wrong? And he'll go, no, no, oh no, 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 no. He's yeah, he he's always been he like has that, no though. humility, and he, he learned that no. from, from from Cohen. Um, his uh, uh, oh, yeah. the old fixer his dad had, yep. <clears throat> you know, because he, he, he was there all the time to help him out. And, you know, when they got in trouble for not renting the black people, he'd always come up with some excuse, yeah, and kind that. of stuff. Yeah. So, but Cohen taught him, you know, always double down, never, never back down. Always, you know, if you're wrong, just keep going, just keep blowing through it, and eventually yep. people will go, huh? Oh, well, the,
0: you got Cohen over there, and then you got Sololinsky on the on on the other side, who was yeah. a, resist, 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 and don't agree with anybody ever. Yeah, like God, get laid. You yeah, know, go and have sex, have a nice time, and calm down.
3: Yeah, go into the go into the, like well, you know, like I'm sure Ruth Bader Ginsburg could give a wicked hand job <laughs> with,
0: <laughs> those, with those, those claw like you oh, know. Oh, that's so sad. She's what, ninety one <laughs> now or something? She said, is she." I love her. She's great. Yeah. She, well, she's an opinionated person for about four foot nine. She yeah, really is. yeah, That's a good job. Have you ever been in the Supreme Court? Uh, what are you saying? The room? No, oh. not oh. you. I mean, not the. Not <laughs> no, understand. no, I haven't. <laughs> It's it, it, when you walk in there, it's hilarious because there are nine chairs at the you know where they sit, and there's four here, one here, and four here. Right? Because she's so small, they had to give her this massive chair <laughs> so she could be at head height with everybody and, else. and look over the over the table. Right? Exactly. It was nice. phenomenal. It was like Ruth must <clears> sit there. Yeah, she does.
3: Well, I like the fact that she was friends with um, uh, Schlesie, whatever. You yep. know, and yep. and they were completely yep. polar opposites, mm-hmm. but they shared easy. a love for uh, for opera. And so when they were yep. done with work, they went off. And we don't see that anymore. We don't see the uh,
0: that was a great yeah. world
3: then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and then it's um. God, who's the other guy? You know Pelosi, who is just you know she's like this weird viper in the corner who just <laughs> just goes. She's seen everything, done everything. Just, you know, got, has enough money to, you know, write a check to God and and so when she gets threatened or this and other she just kind of goes yes okay, okay you know? oh, and, she and does. the hand clap like good for you oh, good for yeah, you she knows, Yeah, yeah. yeah now, look who's sitting at the big boys table <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then when people attack Cummings they're like why would you go back like, Cummings for Christ's sakes the man was part of the civil rights you gotta cut him some slack here mm-hmm. I mean anytime somebody from the military comes up and they're like go, well thank you for your service thank you for your service you gotta look at Cummings going Jesus man yeah. you know you avoided bricks and guns and everything in our own country yep. and and. We're we're, we're falling all over the guys. Thank you for your service. The only reason he got in the military is because he stole a car and it was either that or going to jail. Or going to
0: jail. <laughs> a, lot you know? of that, a
3: lot of times. So, I don't know. So, I'm, I'm getting trouble because the, uh, oh, you don't respect the military because you weren't in it? I'm like, That's... no, I studied. I stayed in school. I got a degree and... And then, um, yeah. So, and yeah, I got people, a lot of friends of mine in the military, and they're going to get mad at me for that. But they're <laughs> not going to get mad at you if they're
0: real military people. They think it's funny.
3: Well, they're mad at me because I, I can shoot better than them. That's well, see, problem. there you go. <laughs> uh, well, you're from Idaho. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's another, I got a buddy of mine he has a uh, comedy club. Mark Tuggan, He has these comedy clubs in, in the UK called the Glee uh, Glee Clubs, and they're amazing. And uh, so I was working for him before Christmas, and he goes, Hey, how's your son? I go, like, oh, Pretty good. How's your boy? And he's like, Oh, he's good. you like seven. Yeah, this Christmas, we're getting him a PlayStation, you know, because he's into that. And we think mm-hmm. it's time for him to get into the video game thing. And I go, oh, That's not going to happen. And he's like, What do you mean? I'm like, Well, look, I'm not into it. You yeah. know, I don't, I don't have any problem with the house to do it. My wife doesn't want to do it. We're not going to buy it. We're not going to spend 300 you know, pounds on a, on, a, on a video game. He's like, Well, what if he wants to play, I'm like, Well, we can go to his friend's house. He's yeah. like, So you okay with him playing Call of Duty? I'm like, No. He goes, well, how are you gonna stop it? I said, look, if he wants to pick Call of Duty or, you know, Grand Theft Auto 5 or something, we'll go back to Idaho, we'll get all my guns out of storage. I got seven, and we'll shoot them all. You know? Mm-hmm. You I, this is what it is. This is a 45, this is an AR-15, this is a Winchester Model 94. Oh yeah, that hurts when you get you pull the trigger. Yeah, yeah it does. you know, <laughs> this is a real this sure. is a real deal. And then he can go back and like, hey, get and he'll go, "I shot a real one of those." And then they'll turn the game off. And go really, you know? Yeah. Boy, a different deal. My first time I
0: ever shot because I have a, a Glock 22, which is a 40 caliber right. handgun. It actually hurts to shoot that thing. It's just so incredibly powerful. Like, <laughs> man,
3: yeah, I've got I've got ACP 45, um, Colt 45, 1911, and it's got uh, I've got uh, magazines got eight in a clip. And normally it's seven a clip, one down mm-hmm. the pipe, and. Um, yeah, I used to shoot competitively and all that kind of stuff. God, and, love it. And uh, was going to get hired to do some contract work out of that country, and that didn't come through. So uh, yeah, all kinds of stuff.
0: I have six. I have six uh, handguns, and I've never killed anyone. So I know it's. A You're beast. due. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got to take a break. Be right back. We're <laughs> with Dave Fulton at Acme tonight and tomorrow. Best of the Tom Bernard podcast.
1: No one dared to ask his business, no one dared to
4: make a slip. The stranger there among them had a big iron on his hip,
1: big, big iron on his hip. That was Dave Fulton on The Best it Of. The Coming up next, we had Larry D'Amico in studio. Yes, the delicious food D'Amico. Next. He's an outlaw, loose and running, came
4: the whisper from each lip. And he's here to do some business with the big iron on his hip. Big, big
0: iron on his hip. We are just telling some stories off the air, which some can can be repeated and some cannot be repeated. But Mary and Larry. Ooh, and Mary and Larry. I like that. Kind of rhymey. Larry's just staring at me. He's just staring at me. How many years have I known you? P.R. PR, yeah. <laughs> PR is good. Well, you got good PR anyway, don't you? Most of the time.
1: Yeah, you have the best. <laughs> I did the all well, we got the, the best.
2: time. Professionally, we have the best PR.
0: Well, see, there you go. So, in other words, you don't have to work that hard because they, there's nothing bad about working with Larry D'Amico. <laughs> there
4: is nothing bad about
0: it. No question about it. It's absolutely true. And, yeah, and you're right. I didn't, and that particular thing we were talking about, I didn't even start playing, much less didn't finish the round, so you know it's one of those deals so what are you up to
2: um well we just opened the uh, new clubhouse or the the older clubhouse but redid the clubhouse at edinburgh uh, usa and you just opened it It just opened in april excellent Uh, we did it for the city of brooklyn park the park board hired us we did a remodel there my brother designed it it's absolutely gorgeous we put in new menus and we're doing events there and we're pretty excited about it what
0: brother designed it richard he doesn't even work anymore how he He designed
2: it he does he does he lives in florida and he works i I have another brother i have another brother too we never talk about his name is archie archie where's archie television
0: where la oh i didn't know that what does he do
2: set design set design yeah
0: that's cool does he like your food loves it i'm in a huge huge i have a huge dilemma because my favorite lasagna in the world is domico lasagna i love it i've been talking about this on the air all the time but i got it sitting right here and i'm not going <laughs> home afterward. <laughs> so i have to send it with either andy or alex or somebody to to put it in the refrigerator god it's i've talked about this before there there is a D'Amico by my house right in golden valley just off of uh what is that rhode island uh yeah kind of right there
2: 55.
0: 55, yeah. 55 in Rhode Island, pretty much. It's a great restaurant. Your people there are really, really good, too.
2: They're great people. They really are. The thing about it, when you go there, you walk in there, they all have a smile on their face. I love that. I'm proud of that.
0: Absolutely, and that's what it's like. Yeah, the last thing I want to do is walk in. I'm hungry, you know, you're crabby. It's like, eh, I don't think it's going to work for me, not, not necessarily anyway. So, Mary, how did you get stuck with, I mean, how did you end up with Larry?
1: <laughs> it's a pleasure working with Larry. Um,
0: you, can, just, you can bend that up just a little bit toward your oh, mouth. Yeah. There. Okay. There you go.
1: Perfect. Um, our
2: agency, Rep PR, has been working with them for, geez, four years, five years? So,
1: i Catherine's old friends Catherine repke old friends with these guys and just started working with them and our whole team loves it
0: yeah i mean this can't be look i gotta tell you i don't think i've ever been in one of your restaurants that i didn't enjoy immensely over the years well the first one was down at the butler square
2: cucina Cuc- d'amico cucina, cucina oh, what yeah.
0: a great place yeah
2: it was it was a great place we loved it
0: and absolutely you were there quite some time weren't
2: 22 you? years
0: 22 years yeah. uh, and you closed how long ago
2: 10? 11? 32 10, 10.
0: years ago I was going there. You know, it's crazy. The awning's still up there. Is it really?
2: Yeah. yeah. No, no one else went in there. <laughs> well, yeah. they built the stadium, and they put that yeah. ramp to the yeah. stadium. So now the restaurant is actually subterranean. So, I mean, who wants to rent that? You know, something yeah, down I below suppo-
0: grade. Yeah, I suppose. Well, is it true that Minnesotans will not go upstairs or downstairs to eat? Never heard that. Oh, you never heard it? Because I've been told, literally, well, That's well, I was after Morton's closed, yeah. Over at the gallery was it the galleria? Is that where they were?
2: I what? wish you would have told me that about twenty years ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well yeah. Yeah, you probably should have. But in any case, no, it's uh, well that place was always packed when I was in Morton's? No, no, no! I'm talking about your place, oh, Domenico yeah. Cucina. It
2: was a great restaurant. It
0: was. So why did you why did you move? Because it, um, it was just down.
2: Our lease was up, and you know they built the stadium, and we just didn't feel good with the yeah, being true. on the lower level down there, and the, you no longer could valet there. You can no longer oh, pull that's in right. front. I mean, there were a lot of moving parts to it, and we decided to move. So,
0: I, you know, Dougie Becker. Oh, yeah. Tells one of the greatest stories about valet downtown Minneapolis. He pulls up in front of a place, uses valet, gives his car keys to a guy. The guy wasn't the valet, he just left with his car. <laughs> he wasn't the valet, he just stole his car. It's like, only Dougie Becker would that happen to.
2: I can't tell you how many times I've been somewhere, like on the golf course or somewhere, playing with somebody, and... and somebody will say you don't remember me and i said i'll say no and they say i used to valet a cucina there's a lot of people our coffee guy our coffee guy vito uh he used to valet we've been using him for 30 years now for all our coffee and he used to valet a cucina
0: that's wonderful how many restaurants you have now because you got some in florida too right
2: about 15
0: 15 do you really that's about 15. I like to he goes, about 15. <laughs> he loses count. Yeah. He loses count. No, but your food has been, I, we've talked about this many, many times. Minnesotans for some, you guys were from Cleveland originally, aren't you? Yep. I thought so, yeah.
2: parents had a restaurant there. That's what I thought. 35 yeah. years. It was a great restaurant called D'Amico's Restaurant. It ended up being, because they remodeled it a few times. It was one of those restaurants where they wheel the carts around and make Caesar oh, Salad yeah, yeah, sure. and carve yep. Chateaubriand and make uh, crepe Suzette's and things like that. It was a mobile five-star restaurant, mobile travel guide, five-star it's restaurant. Phenomenal. It was great.
0: Fun on how, how many years was it open? 35. 35 years. God, so you guys come here. How did you end up in Minneapolis?
2: My brother met a flight attendant.
0: Oh, I remember that. I'm coming to think about it. Yeah, I do remember. that.
2: And they fell in love and got married. And he moved here. They tried to move back, but they weren't really happy going back. So okay. they came back here. And he started doing consulting work. And he got the contract at International Market Square to open that. In oh, mid- that's right. 1984. Sure. And he said, "Hey, Larry, come on on. You need a chef."
0: That was 35 years ago. Good.
2: Actually, 30. Yeah, 35.
0: 35 years. Oh my God. I hate. Lion King came out 25 years ago. We're talking about the new one that's open this week. 25 years ago. Time's flying. That's all I have to say. It just is. I have not seen Richard in a long time. How's he doing?
2: Good. good.
0: I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, he he and I. It's funny because you and Richard are not a lot alike. Richard keeps it pretty close to the vest, but at least he did around me. I don't know. Maybe he didn't trust me.
2: That might have been it. No comment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. But yeah, I remember he used to be able to play some golf. You're a, you still you still chip one handed. Yes. That's phenomenal. Where did you learn that? And that's legal, right? You could do that, right? <laughs> I mean you could chip with one hand, can't you?
2: Can I tell a quick story? I'd love I'll to hear to your make story. It quick. So I'm in a, I'm in uh, LA Orange County, flying back and I got upgraded to first class and uh, I sit down and I'm sitting next to this gentleman with a sh- Uh, short gray hair, and the flight attendant comes up and says, Mr. D'Amico, will you be having dinner with us tonight? And I said, yes. So she goes back to get me a beverage, and the guy next to me looks at me and says, do you chip (laughs) one-handed?
0: He knew you?
2: He said, are you Larry D'Amico? Oh, there you
0: go. (laughs) There it is. World-renowned, chipping with one hand. He was a member at Edina. Oh, he was? Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I I tell you what, the— I've known well. I met Richard there. Then I met you after I would met Richard there, and that golf course, Golden Valley, is one of the greatest layouts ever. They're going to have to do something with the grass because every year they have to deal with. But they have it Oak Ridge and Minneapolis and all the rest of them. But that layout of Golden Valley is one of the best layouts of any golf course. There's I've ever no
2: played. two holes alike. No, nope. it's amazing. You're, you're the, right. The, the piece of land itself is spectacular.
0: It is. You're absolutely right. It is. And it's got its own little foibles. Like you on uh, number six, you got to be careful not to hit the wire going across the box. But I, I think I hit that once in the 30 years I've been there. I hit it a couple times. Even a couple times, too. It does piss you off because you have to hit the ball pretty well to hit that
2: one. Sometimes it helps you.
0: <laughs> Once in a while, just kick it forward.
2: No, <laughs> his shot's going right.
0: Oh, well, that's true. Yes, that's true. It will, it will, yeah, and then you get just to re-hit. So that's cool. But no, it's it's a lot of fun. That's that is so great that it, God, I didn't realize I've known you guys for that long. That's amazing. That is wonderful. Late
2: eighties, right? I mean, yeah
0: absolutely god i, I mean
2: is. i didn't belong to golden valley then but richard no, did
0: richard did yes that's why That's why i met you after richard because he was a member there and then i met you after where were you before
2: i didn't belong oh, didn't play it i all. played the public route
0: oh you did like edinburgh oh i gotta tell you an edinburgh story you'll love this right so jesse calls scott studwell and me and said will you come out?" Uh, I'm having a having a fundraiser out at uh, at Edinburgh Golf Course, and you and Scott Studwell, if you would come out and you could co-host it. And I said, yeah, absolutely, no problem. That was back when I used to get along with with Jesse and Scott Studwell. I adore that man. Scott Studwell is one of the greatest guys ever born, semi-good athlete too. I don't know you know <laughs> but but um, God, now I lost track of my thoughts. Oh, so yes. So he said, okay, we're going to have the fundraiser. And I go out there, and Scott goes out there, and we're talking about, you need to elect this guy the mayor of uh, of Brooklyn Park. He's a great guy. I've known him for years. And Scott's done well saying the same. Oh, Jesse's a wonderful guy, and all around. So, he, okay, now it's time uh, to ask a few questions of your, your next mayor, Jesse Ventura. <laughs> and Jesse walks to the mic, and a guy up front says, You've got a question, Jesse. What do you think of uh, Edinburgh, this whole development? And Jesse says, and I quote, we should have never bought it. <laughs> I said, I just endorsed a guy that says bought.
1: <laughs> like,
0: oh no. no! And I looked one. at Studwell. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, but yeah, that's a that's a hell. How'd you get involved in in Edinburgh?
2: Do you know the story? You don't know the no, story.
0: No, I don't know the story.
2: Uh, when it was originally built. In 1987, the course, you know, it's a Robert Trent Jones yeah, Jr. course. It's so it's great it's course. got great pedigree. Yep. And they built the clubhouse. A, a man that was um, a member of Edina built it. It was private. He built it himself for $6 million. Jesus. So it was a public course with a private clubhouse. We ran it. We helped design it back in 87. It didn't work out, and he didn't make it, so we were gone. And the city took it over. He sold it to the city. And the city took it over. And uh, they ramped themselves for a while. And then they brought somebody else in. And then this last year, they contacted us and said, hey, we'd like you guys to come back. We said that was 30 years ago. But some of the people were still there that remembered the relationship we had. Mm -hmm. And they liked it. So they asked us to come back. And we did.
0: It's a great clubhouse. I mean, it's beautiful. It's like a rock it looks look like
2: a, something out of Scotland. Like Scotland, Ireland, yeah, it yes. does,
0: absolutely. It's very, very convenient to, you know, it's a situation. Some people you go, Brooklyn Park, they go, ah, I don't want to go to Brooklyn Park. But it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's in a great, well, Kirby Puckett used to live on the golf course, if I remember right. Yes, he did. Yeah, he did back in the day. That was a while back. That might have been a long while back now, come to think of it. So so you got you got involved again. And you opened in April, the mm-hmm. restaurant part of it. The, the golf course had been, I mm-hmm. cannot believe it was 89, you said? 87. 87. So, yeah, it opened like a year after I started at KQ. That's right. That's amazing to me. It is. Now, A question I have, I'm assuming uh, that people don't necessarily have to golf. They could make a reservation.
2: That's Probably one of the problems we have that people don't know that right. it's open for the public. Right. So you don't need to be – there's a, a St. Andrews Club membership there, but it's also right. a public course. Right. And uh, you don't need to be a member. In fact, it's, it's totally – the golf course and the clubhouse and the restaurant and the event center are, are all open to the public.
0: Yeah, people need to know that your food is. And look, it's not just because I've known the D'Amico uh, brothers for several years now, but your food is. Not you know he he was nice enough. Larry was nice enough to bring me lasagna. It is, and I told him this a long time ago because of the Golden Valley. I think I bought every one they've ever made out of the the store in Golden Valley. <laughs> I
2: think I'm not sure, but hey, can I tell you a, a little plug for myself? You know, love this Wednesday it. we're celebrating Larry D'Amico's birthday at D'Amico and Sons. Do you know about it? What are you
0: forty five?
2: Yeah. Close <laughs> <laughs> 104. I'm
0: I'm 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 104 Oh you look good man. We're
2: celebrating our birthday We do it every year It's like the biggest day of the year And mm-hmm. all pastas are half price And if you come in for dinner at night You get a free piece of birthday cake
0: No, when is this?
2: Wednesday night
0: That's what? Like two days? Yep this That's Wednesday, cool yep. Honest to God
2: And some people may get lasagna <laughs>
0: Mary, I need a have table Priceless priceless you. Half-price lasagna. <laughs> Half-price on top of it. No, honestly, to God, it's one of those. Yeah. I, I like to, you know, we we have another friend at the, at the club, Scott Foster, and I like to talk about the jobs that he does, too. You and Scott know each other pretty well, don't you?
2: Yes, we do. We're good friends.
0: Really a good guy. Great guy. I, I would say this, Larry, you wouldn't, you know, because you, you moved here in, in 89 then or, or, I mean, 86 to build in 87. Is that how it worked? Uh, we
2: moved here, and I moved here in December of '84. Oh, '84. we okay. opened in January of '85 at International Market Square. We had uh, a restaurant okay. there first called Primavera. That was oh yeah, it was yeah, pretty good.
0: Absolutely, it was. I remember that. But what I was the reason I brought that up in the first place is before just about the time you moved here, then there were about three good restaurants in the entire state. And that's very, very true. I mean, you had, you had of course, Murray's, which has always been wonderful. Uh, I think, ocean was Ocean Air there yet? No, and but Hyatt?
2: 510 was there.
0: 510 was there, right? That yeah. was wonderful. Not many good restaurants, and really not one good Italian restaurant.
2: Pronto was around.
0: Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, eh. There
2: were I can't remember it so long ago but there were you know there were some good restaurants not like today I mean not there's like so today. many good restaurants nowadays
0: It is a great food town now and it never was before
2: You know I but I travel a lot too we go eat in other towns Good move Every yeah. town is a great food town now it just yeah, didn't happen here like. it's like you go to Cleveland now and they it's a great food town they have a lot of new restaurants
0: and that's I like to talk about that. You know, I, I don't know if you ever hear about it, but I do talk about your restaurants a lot and how much I love the lasagna and, and supporting Scott. I think when people do a good job, everybody needs to support them. Yeah, you know these these great restaurants are not gonna not gonna be around if you don't support them. So I try to as much as I possibly can. But the food, is, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna support a restaurant that sucks. I'm not doing that. You know, every one of the places that you've opened is just terrific. I mean, you know that. Scott, same way. He does a great, great job, and it's, it's a very nice thing. The whole thing is. So, you know, it's a pleasure just being around, here in the schmooze. And then the only problem I have is, you know, you get the two of you, and then you add Mfield. It's just too much for me. You know, <laughs> it's just over the top. I haven't seen Bob in a while. How's he doing?
2: I'm playing with him Saturday. Are I, think you really? I think we're right in front of you.
0: See, I'm not going to be around next month. Oh. I gotta, uh, this is an interesting thing. I have. Oh, that's not this Saturday. It's the next Saturday after that. But I have. A, I'm doing a speech at Hazelden, but I never went to Hazelden, so I don't know why they asked me to do a speech. But I guess I'm just going to go. I'm going to do it. It's not a speech, actually. I'm doing a Q and A, so that ought to be interesting. Should be interesting. Yeah. I just tell pretty much everybody I know has been through here. So one of my favorite stories about Hazelden of all time was uh, a friend of mine's there. Did I did I lose volume? Yeah, that was weird. I what don't was that know why. That was odd. All of a sudden, oh, there you go. Okay, I'm fine now. Not a problem, but but in any case, a friend of mine was up there, and uh, he said he's standing in the lunch line, and he looks out the window, and there's a guy with the pajamas on. You know, he's in the hospital, right? And he's running down the road. And I don't know if you've ever been to Hazelden before, but it's kind of secluded. It's not right in Lindstrom, Minnesota, or Center City, I guess is what it is but he's standing next to one of the doctors and he goes, there's a guy running away he goes, don't worry about it he goes, what do you mean don't worry about it he goes, just watch for about a minute Guys and his pants fell down and he tripped and fell apparently the guy tried to do it all the time but he never made it past about 200 feet then he had to turn around and come back Oh, my God. It should, that should be – should I tell that story out at Hazelden a week from Saturday?
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I'm gonna, hey, can I put on some of your pajamas on? I'm going to try to run away. You if should I take
2: lasagna me. for everybody, too. Oh,
0: I should. Absolutely. Everybody at Hazelden gets lasagna. But, no, that's part of the whole deal. I just do love the fact that you guys – look, you could have come here and opened a couple of restaurants, done well, and decided, well, you know, maybe we'll go to Vegas now or maybe we'll go to L.A. or we'll go to New York or whatever. But you stayed here. And I, now, are you in? I know you're in Florida.
2: We're in Naples, Florida. We have yeah. three restaurants down there.
0: That's very, very cool. You could never find a Minnesota in, Na- in uh, Naples. No. an entire town is nothing but Minnesota people. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. It's unbelievable, as a matter of fact. But why do you think it is? And there are uh, you know a couple a couple other ones now. But before, basically before your your first restaurant in '87. If you had Italian food in Minneapolis, St. Paul, there, there were a couple of small places that were good, but the sauce was always really sweet. It was just, why do, why do you think Minnesotans love that pizza is too sweet.
2: Um, <clears throat> I agree with you somewhat. But, yeah. uh, and, you know, I'd say Cleveland was the same way. But oh, really? I, I think when I grew up, and, you know, I was about 1980, I was working at my dad's restaurant, and I fought my whole life to get out of it. Um, I graduated from Ohio State, think, no, pause, the Ohio State. The Ohio State. And when I graduated, my dad was at my, uh, we lived two hours from there, he was at my graduation. That night I was cooking on the line in his
0: restaurant. Really? Yeah,
2: and I hated it for four or five years. I hated it and all my friends were going out on Saturday and Friday night and having a great time and I had to sit in that kitchen and cook. And it wasn't air-conditioned yet. Can oh, Can imagine last God. Friday with no air-conditioned? Oh, air God. And then about 1980, something happened in this country, and that's when the, revo- the restaurant revolution started. It started in New York, naturally, with La Bernadette and mm. restaurants like that, and it also happened big time in California with what happened in Sonoma County with them yeah. raising products and those chefs out there. You know, a famous one that was in town here, Wolfgang Puck. Yeah. And they had these restaurants out there, so all of a sudden you started uh, reading about uh, the restaurant in uh, in Oakland or Berkeley, uh, Chez Panisse. Uh, In fact, we have a gentleman that was you know Jeremiah Tower, the cook there. That we have the chef at Gianni's was his sous chef, and uh, it it uh, this culinary awakening happened. Then and so all of a sudden, instead of making tomato sauce for the first time in 1980, I made pesto. Really? You know, pesto in yeah, a, with sure. a mortar and pestle. Yeah, not in a food processor. Really? So all this new information was out there. I used to buy cookbooks and make things at home on my day off. I'd make doughs Ooh. and pastas and things. So I would be able to go to work and act. Do I have still have volume? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. There
0: you go. And, <laughs> Do I have volume? And,
2: and I could make them at work in front of everybody. And, not, and have already made them so I wouldn't, wouldn't right. make a mistake. you know. And they'd say, oh, he knows what he's doing.
0: <laughs> well, it turned out you did know what you were doing, so that's the good thing.
2: But uh, that's what I remember. That's when it started back then in the early 80s, and it was influenced from the coast and Chicago, naturally the big cities, and people started making different things. They called it northern and, to- and southern. Right italian food but they really don't talk about that too much anymore it's it's, there's more it's more regions there's all these regions in italy and that's what's important each region cooks a little differently and uses and because they use the products that they have in that region
0: why do you think it is that italian food particularly took off as like the global food that everybody loves
2: that's oh, kind of a comfort food in some way.
0: Yeah, it is. That's very true. It is for me. It is. I know that. Right. Because I mean, it really doesn't matter what the dish is. But I just love Italian food. Always have. And there were really no good Italian restaurants when I was a kid. You know, and a young man actually. There were, like I said, a couple of small you know places that were pretty good, but uh, the food was not like it is now. It's not even close to what it is now. I mean, everything's
2: just modernized. I think.
0: You think that's what it is? It's yes, just I just does him, it make it a lot of easier to make good food now?
2: You know, I I don't think that there's a lot of really new, new, new ideas. There are, they're out there. Yeah. But people see things. Chefs see things that t- stimulate them and then they want to do something like that. So mm-hmm. when they see a dish they really like at another restaurant or they read about it or they go somewhere and eat, they're affected by that. Even if they don't won't admit it. Even if they don't know it, they're affected by the smell, the visual, the taste, and you know, it comes out in things they do after that, I think.
0: I think that's probably true. We we're, we're over on the uh, on the east coast in Florida, and there's a place called Mario the Baker. And that pizza I don't know how he nailed it, but he nailed it. It's, it's great stuff. But it's really funny about it because we bring people down. Like Dan came down, and uh, Alex's husband came down, and he, he really loved it. And all that. Only a couple of people have, have said, eh, you know, it's, it's not as good as Broadway, but <laughs> like what? <laughs> you know, Broadway. I say, I now that's where I grew up. Talking about broad, the Broadway Bar back in the old, day, not when it was you know had the caboose out front and all that. Yeah, it was the old location, and we go eat there, and it was a, it was a big draw. The Papa Joe's Northern was there, and it was, a, it was a great place for thugs to hang out and not cause trouble, because the cops would order pizza, and they would come in, and they would literally say at the front door, and they're walking in, and they go, everybody put them on the table. So guys would take guns and knives out and put them on a the table, and then when the cops got their pizza, they go okay, see you later. And they'd leave. It was a really weird experience.
2: So what do you think makes a good pizza?
0: For me, the dough has to be right. If the dough's not right, I'm not a big fan. Is there only
2: one kind of dough you like? Is it thick or thin?
0: It's a thinner crust. Okay. But, you know, I I like the thinner crust for the base of the pizza and then the rim. The crown, yeah. Yeah, the crown, yeah.
2: You you want that to rise. Yes, Yes,
0: exactly. Now, I've never had pizza with, like, cheese or whatever in the in the crown.
2: That's not real.
0: <laughs> it's, not, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, I've never had it, so I'm happy. That's You, so, you know, people
2: it. love cheese. People go crazy oh, for do, cheese, and they the they chain should, restaurants yeah. did that to just mm-hmm. to get more sales. Sansevier. Oh, my Cheese God. everywhere. Yeah.
0: He told – honestly, God, Sansevier makes cheese. Uh, well, he makes pizza, he says. It's not really pizza because there's no crust at all. He just takes cheese and then puts – sauce on the cheese and that's a pizza for him.
2: What about pasta?
0: Love pasta. Do you am... like f-
2: dried noodles or do you like homemade fresh noodles?
0: Well homemade fresh noodles are pretty amazing like you know in a bolognese or something like that. I really love this. I have a hard time not liking pasta. Yeah, I and will you tell you right. put a
4: noodle in front of me and
0: I'm <laughs> <laughs> whatever,
2: whatever it is. It. When I was a kid on Sunday we go to church and after church and my grandmother had 13 kids.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
2: And we'd go to church, and after church we'd go to my grandmother's, and it would be like noon or 1 o'clock, and she was making pasta for 40 people. Forty people. And my aunts would be helping her, and she'd have it on the back of the chairs and everywhere, and the kids would sit down at the table, and she would make polenta, and she had a big wooden board out there, and she would spread the polenta on the table to about pizza thickness, maybe something like that, and she would put her marinara sauce on there and grate some cheese, and that was our snack before dinner. And then when we'd eat dinner, we'd all have pasta. We had pasta every oh, Sunday, man. and she would cook in three shifts to seat 40 people.
0: Now, was it the Sunday gravy?
2: It was Sunday gravy, but it wasn't together. She separated it. So oh, really? she okay. cooked the meat and the sauce for the flavor. And then she would take the meatballs, the sausage, and the neck bones. We would use pork neck bones right. and put them on platter. But, yeah, it was Sunday gravy. Isn't that wonderful? But, you know, that's not, we didn't call it Sunday gravy. That's a New York, New Jersey term. Yeah, that pretty much 90 is. 90% yeah. of the Italian food you see in this country is New York, New Jersey, Italian.
0: Yeah, that is true, isn't it? Yeah. A lot, a lot of, well, certainly all the red sauces, I'm, I'm thinking.
2: Most of those things you see, what you think are Italian food, if you go to Italy, you don't see it. <laughs>
0: that's very, I tell you you what, we went to Villa d'Este on Lake Como and went to the restaurant and they for lunch they had not. I don't know if they were like personalized or personal size pizzas or whatever, but we had, uh, and I'd never had this before, it had a very light sauce in it so it was in a situation where, you know, the sauce was over. Cause a lot of times in pizza, the sauce overwhelms everything, and I don't really care for that. Yeah, It's got to be part of the dish. Otherwise, it's like, eh, it's just uh, have tomato soup or something. Have you been to Rome? Not been to Rome, no. Rome just northern is Italy.
2: spectacular. But like every restaurant you go to in Rome, there's four pastas that they have on the menu. And I'm telling you, every one, and they're the finest restaurants or the lower restaurants. They have Carbonara, Cacio Pepe, uh, La Grecia, which is cap- cacio pepe with guanciale, and uh, matriciana. And they all have those four pastas, and they're spectacular, but you don't see them here. We, uh, You see them any. some places now. You see them starting to. But, like, when at D'Amico & Sons, we put a matcha chana on the menu, nobody ever ordered it because they didn't know what it was. They didn't know what it
0: was. Yeah. Well, doesn't somebody sell the, sell the jarred matricana now here? Probably. I, I think. You yeah. can buy matricana on, I don't know which stores or whatever, but um, the one thing I really loved in, in Como was they, they served a pizza with light sauce and then dried beef on it. Oh, my Brajola, God. Brajola, yeah. Brajola. Brajool. <laughs> That meant something else in my neighborhood, by the way. That's,
2: <laughs> it's like pasta fazool. Yeah, pasta it's fa- pasta fajoli. Yeah. Which are beans. Pasta and beans, but pasta fazool is the New Jersey uh, right. equivalent of that. Well, it's, even,
0: it's slang. I think even Tony Bennett and Dean Martin pronounced it yeah. pasta fazool in their songs.
2: And, uh, you know, Cola, You know, in New Jersey, a gabagool. it's gabagoo. Gabagool. A
0: gabagool. <laughs> See, I loved that stuff. Growing up around, you know, Italians on the North Side, it was. Look a, at us.
2: We're laughing. These guys <laughs> I look at have us, no like, idea. They're no, looking like, look at us like we're crazy.
3: <laughs> Best of the Tom Bernard podcast.
2: C'è luna mamma
1: That was Larry D'Amico in studio. Coming up next, closing out the show. We're opening up the. oh, Oh! All the way back to episode number 207 with Brian B.T. Turner, former rival Turn podcast guest.
2: Next!
0: God, what was it, B.T., a couple months ago when I ran into you? Uh, A month ago? Probably a couple months ago. When we ran into each other at Byerleys? Oh, Tommy, that was a a year ago. No,
4: it wasn't. (laughs) Come
3: on! Six months ago a BT came, at Costco. Yeah, it was when When was your last Vegas trip?
0: November. Well, that was November. Yeah, so run, it was. It was six yeah, months, six months ago. ago. Yeah. Because in a twenty four hour period, the Byerly's go <clears throat> Golden... We, you know, Catherine runs up or Andy or Alex runs up or whatever to the Byerly's in Golden Valley. It's just you know, two minutes from the house. Yeah, same for me. I'm the, just the opposite direction in New Hope. Right. Yeah. Uh, so one day I go in there and I run into BT. I hadn't seen him in a long time and we talked about. Uh, Treats and, all. <laughs> and you didn't forget. By the way, we talked about many different things. Standing around a Barley's, just happened to run into him. And the day before that, less than twenty-four hours earlier, uh, I'm walking down one of the aisles at Barley's in Golden Valley, and I hear, go. <laughs> hey Patrick, what's up? <laughs> it's Pat Rice." Yes, the Rice. And I just stopped doing that morning show, and I got t- How the hell have you been doing it, <laughs> dirty goddamn you? <years? laughs> but that's that's a part of the, of the Twin Cities media, Minnesota media that people don't see. They don't see it. Yeah, you know that. You know, we, as you said, you know, BT and I are competitors, direct competitors. He does a morning show? I do a morning show.
4: Not any longer. Midday
0: show now. You're doing middays yeah, now? Yeah, k 20 Oh, that's it. See, I just assumed they were going to eventually put you on mornings, but you're not going to do that, Oh, we have a great morning show. there. Oh,
4: I know not. you do. So, Yeah, it's a bunch of fun, and uh, I know having this show. midday show matches my body rhythm, you know? I mean, I... Yeah, I wouldn't you know. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. I, Rena, go to bed at,
4: I, I go to bed at midnight, 1 o'clock. I get up at 8 in the morning. I mean, that's that's my natural body clock. And now, my, now my gig actually got <laughs> shut down. How hell of does it. that feel? <laughs> <laughs> that's right.
0: You do middays over there now. Yeah. Because Rena is over there.
4: Yeah. Rena, Perk, and Kane mm-hmm, right. with the morning show. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Rena, uh, you know, I don't think I've ever personally met Rena, but uh, just, you know. She's dated a couple of guys I know, or whatever. Maybe she's—I don't even know. She's a great woman. She's a great personality. Yeah, yeah. And I've never met the other two. One of them, well, I think, worked at ninety-three X. Yeah, Kane. Mm-hmm. For quite Not a few big years. Fan of mine. Yeah, right. big. Not yeah. a big fan of mine. He, uh, he moved out to New
4: York for a pretty good stretch. You know, yeah. but you know yeah. Tom, people change over the years. I mean, if you guys cross paths... No,
0: yeah. <laughs> Idealistic <laughs> bastard. Yeah. Exactly. One, but, no, I'm sure he's fine. But, uh, <laughs> and walking but, the primrose so, path, he's like, yeah, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> How many years were we direct competitors? It was 20, a quarter yeah, of a century. Yeah, primrose, pretty so, good you know, stretch. Yeah, probably 15, 16, 15, 16 cumulative
4: 16. years, yeah, yeah over different true. times. Yeah,
0: yeah. So now, Catherine said, well, cities, what happened to cities? You just didn't want to do that anymore? No, they bumped me out of there. They did? Yeah.
4: They wanted to make a change. It's like baseball. They that's did, okay. Really? That yeah. surprises me, actually. They wanted to make a change, and, and that's fine. So I moved over to the sales staff, because I love to, to sell. fuck them? I love to sell. Yeah, and fuck them, by the way. <laughs> okay. I, loved to, I loved, I'd love to sell, but, you know, that became a yeah. uh, joyless, soul-sucking experience. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah because it's a, it's the major corporate aspect of what's going on with media you know it those is. those big companies and the way they and you know what I'm not dissing them they they are what they are it's like saying hey, deserve- hey shark you're in the ocean you're biting things yeah they're sharks that's what they do you that's know true. so they're, they're big companies and that's how they behave but uh, you know, if it's selling, I like to be more of a relationship-based seller and somebody that you know reaches out and develops relationships and mm-hmm. nurtures them. And and it's hard to do that in that major corporate structure where it is. You didn't bring your budget in this month, you know. Go get it, you know. Make fifty full, full you know phone calls today and you know whatever. Oh, that's so, got to be yeah. tough. Yeah, that's yeah. got to be very
0: very difficult. That's super <laughs> creative work, Tom. That's just delightfully creative work. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound very sincere to me, B. No, does. I don't think it was. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny because I knew you. We're doing middays but i just it's still in my because i never got to listen to you you never get to listen to me exactly. because we're yeah. on opposite times but you will always in my mind is oh, the morning guy
4: yeah yeah but good for you yeah it's a lot of fun great team over there you know good owners and and local owners so i appreciate that let's guess why
0: this podcast begins at four o'clock in the afternoon that's <laughs> 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 <Guess> why <clears throat> it's tough i mean you you did it for all those years Twenty-seven years of getting up in the morning. I, I just—I've never adjusted to it. No, I never did either. You can't. I never did. I,
4: don't, I don't think you can. Every weekend, uh, Friday night would roll around, and the body—the regular body rhythm would take over. Uh-huh. Stay up till one uh-huh. o'clock on Friday, and yeah. get up at eight o'clock on Saturday. Stay till, stay up on Saturday, get up, you know, late on Sunday, and then and then shift it all back again.
0: I make a Monday. comment on Friday at about eight p.m., and Catherine goes, "Jesus, why don't you go to bed, crab ass?" <laughs> <laughs>
1: Pretty much. You have a tendency.
0: What do you mean I have a tendency? I, by the way, won my bet. I made a bet. <clears throat> Can't tell you with who. I said, so Don's going to come in and do 4 to 4.15. Never going to happen. <laughs> it's going to go to 4.30 easy, which I think is wonderful, yes. by the way. Yes. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it's going to be weird if you ever – and you have a schedule you're going to have to maintain. But one of these days, when you you actually do get up and leave before the end, and go,
1: where are you going, are you going? <laughs> Don? Don, go. Don, Don, where are you going, man? Call me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Call me, thanks, Tony.
4: Yeah. Thanks so much, Tony. Can it's I nice ask nice a fun. question before I leave? Who had the well, voice? The show's over by now. Who had, <laughs>
1: <yeah>.
0: <laughs> Who had
4: the voice first, Tommy Mishki or Joe Soussere? Oh, that's interesting. Who had the fir- the voice first? That's
0: interesting. Is one imitating the other? No, that's no, just how they that's are. That's just the way they are. Yeah. Have, yeah. You, have you met both of them? Yeah, they're amazing people. Why yeah. yeah. Ray yeah. Joe Souchere. <laughs> he said the same thing. You did. sitting in that chair where BT's sitting right now was it, Joe on a month ago. Can he oh, sing? By I mean. the way, just yeah. to compare the voices because Mishki can sing. Oh you know? yeah, yeah. A- I'm curious oh, if yeah, Joe, yeah, he if is. he ever, if he sings at all, uh, he can write. Yeah. Oh, that's for sure. Did mm-hmm. uh, he say? Not all that distant relative of F. Scott Fitzgerald. Sush. Know. Sush is yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah his mother's, his great, his his grandma's hmm. cousin or something like that.
4: I'm glad you got that all straight. Ah, no, no,
0: no. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Joe Sushere sat in that chair about a month ago. Said the same thing that Don said. So Tom. <laughs> Remember that time about twenty five years ago? I called me up in my house and told me you're going to beat the shit out of me, <laughs> 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 and then I went this run for like. Honestly, got about fifteen guys in a row. Remember, you said you were going to beat the shit out. I don't remember any of this. I don't know what you're. Talking. I was in that group. You yes. called me one time and said you're going to beat the shit out. How
4: about you, BT, you're in that so, clan? No, but it was my grandma, and she still for years she talked about that. And I couldn't do it anyway.
0: So that's the whole key behind that. But but it's it. That's uh, what I'm really learning from doing this show is sitting down with people like Joe Sushori. I had never met Tommy Michigan. Now Sean. Has been a friend of Tommy's for how long? Seven years. Yeah, mm-hmm. seven years. Just very, very bright guy. Brilliant. Very talented. Brilliant. Is, he
3: is brilliant. He has very yeah. low self-esteem. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, look who's talking. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and lovely soft skin.
0: <laughs> it was so funny yesterday. Yeah. And Don, I think you were here for part of that. But when John comes to me and goes, Mischie's late. We have to cut five commercials in the next 35 minutes. Mischie's late. What are we going to do? I said, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Because you know, Sean has not produced Tommy or, or me doing a commercial before. So Mishki comes and he sits down. He goes, Okay, you ready? Yeah. Eight minutes later, we were done. <laughs> we did five commercials at <laughs> eight. Five of them out, right? Bam. And Sean looks at us like, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I said, But that's the kind of guy that Mishki, that's the kind of brain that, that Tommy Mishki has. Do you think that the, that the ownership, you talked about this earlier, BT. Do you think? Ownership understands talent any longer? Sometimes they do. Like who? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which company is that? Well, obviously, Tom. The one I'm working on. the one you're working on. (laughs) Uh, Is it it Northern Lights? Is that the name of the company? Northern Lights, yeah. It is Northern Lights. Family owns it, yeah. Yeah, Steve Woodbury just got in the Hall of Fame, the Broadcasting Hall of Fame. And by the way, let me mention quickly, Glenn Olson, if you don't get him in the Hall of Fame, you're making a huge mistake. You know Glenn. Oh, absolutely. Glenn has, uh, has some very, very serious health problems. Like, he's very serious. I, I didn't
4: know that, and he's yeah. had on and on and on and off health issues over the years and weight exactly. and this and that. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: From what, what I understand, he needs to be put in the Hall of Fame, like pretty much immediately. Oh boy, really? Uh yeah. So I just wanted to reach out to to anybody on the. Uh, the Committee, or the panel, or what the hell, ever it is you have over there, mm. <laughs> that it's time to put Glenn Olson in the in the radio, well, the broadcasting, yeah, it was yeah. the Patrick Minnesota Music Broadcasters the Hall of Fame, yeah, the, the Pavic.
4: Yeah. yeah. I had the honor of uh, of inducting my first boss in commercial radio, who was uh, Jack Moore. Oh, yeah. yeah Jack really? passed away last year. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And interestingly for me, I'm working at K Twin now, 96.3 K Twin, but my first job in commercial radio was <laughs> K Twin 108. Remember that smooth <laughs> Absolutely. jazz? You know, the old, Absolutely. One of the first smooth jazz stations out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jack Station.
0: Yeah. No question about that. Well, I mean, and I, I, I pointed out. Christ, Mark Coleman's in the Hall of Fame. Anybody can get in there. Jesus oh, so Christ, Coleman. In love it. you, Mark. <laughs> I've known Mark for oh, jeez, I've known Mark for forty years. I, I, uh, I,
4: I owe, I owe my life to Mark Coleman oh, and, a hand, and a handful of people. I really I do. do. I really do. I really do. And Lauren McLeish and Mark Coleman and uh, you know my family. Well I went when I went through my cancer episode. Oh yeah. You know, you gotta you gotta fire on all cylinders. Is that it, true that it just snapped? Every, yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Hey, what? Oh you know. need to hear this story. So, uh, but but I'll, f- I'll finish by praising Mark and you know the people the word, that, that up, are in bro. your in, in, <laughs> that are in your inner circle, no matter what kind of health episode you're going through, right? Because you got to be fire running on all cylinders, you know. If you, it, it's a V8 engine, and if one cylinder doesn't work, you, it's not going to work. Right. The engines, right. engines, not going to work. And and for me, uh, at that time, working at Cities 97, late 90s, uh, uh, the program director Lauren and the general manager Mark, whom you later worked with, mm-hmm. uh, stepped up and just said, you know what? Uh, whatever you need, whatever your family needs. Don't worry about it. That's amazing. You, know, you, you go into the hospital, you come out of the hospital. You, when you feel like working, you work. When you when you don't feel like working, and you, whether you're just feeling bad or you got to go in for more chemo, uh, in my case, immunotherapy treatments and such, uh, you're fine. Paycheck's always going to be there. You're going to be fine. Do a lot of people know the story? I don't know. I, I think I think a fair amount of people do. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's pretty amazing yeah. what happened. I, I rolled over in bed uh, a July morning in 1998. My, my uh, at that time, six-year-old son was laying in bed next to me. And uh, I, I rolled over in bed, and I, I woke up to the sound of my collarbone breaking, not so much the pain of my collarbone breaking. That followed immediately afterward. <laughs> but uh, I was leaning on that side, my left collarbone. I was kind of leaning on that side. I was leaning over to say hi to Jackson. Uh, it was summertime and he was out of school. And a, and that's the sound is what woke me up. And, and uh, you know, days later, uh, after uh, multiple trips to the dock and then finally an emergency room trip, you know, we figured out there's a big tumor on my collarbone. And it was uh, after biopsy, it was uh, renal cancer. So it was stage four cancer right out of the chute. And then uh, and then the adventure began.
0: Thus the adventure began. Now stage four, stage four is supposed to be? terminal is it not well it's just the worst of all of them it's yeah. just the worst yeah. of all of them. i okay, mean it's a yeah. better way yeah. To yeah. It yeah yeah
3: it depends on where it is stage 4 cancer can be really not that i mean it's still cancer but mm-hmm. it can be something pretty easily
4: easily cured yeah and there are more virulent forms of cancer than mm-hmm. others pancreatic cancer is pretty tough to yeah, beat renal yeah. cancer what like i have pancreate. what i had mm-hmm. is a pretty tough one to beat so I fired some doctors along the way to be sure. Well, you got about a half percent chance. Okay, you're fired. <laughs> See you later. Get a new doc. We're yeah. going. We're going. Uh, the adventure, you know, it, life should always be filled with humor, especially when tragedy strikes. I mean, how are you going to get to the other side? No, you're absolutely right. And I had a great physician, uh, Dr. John Tallman. He's a great doctor. He was my regular doc. And, and I went on to have a wonderful oncologist, Dr. Harold Launder. But John, uh, Lori and I, my wife and I, were real nervous, you know, I've, been, I've had my biopsy, uh, the the orthopedic surgeon called and said, uh, you know, we know you have cancer, you're going to meet with your, your doc on Monday, and he's going to, you know, tell you what the next steps are. And so we meet with the we, we meet with the doc, and uh, we're we're in the waiting room. And uh, John John was great doc, but also a cool image. Uh, he, he had spiky red hair and wore earrings and combat boots. Just you know, kind of that thirty something. You know, I'm a doctor and I'm going to have my own you know my own life <laughs> right. and my own kind of image. You know, and that's the kind of doc he wanted to be. A uh, different image now. And he comes walking in, he's got the folder, and he opens it up, and Lori and I are in there. We know some. you know, someone's going to go down here. And he looks up at me and looks down at the folder and looks up at Lori, looks down at the folder and looks up again, looks at both of us and looks, says, man, this is seriously fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the doctor from Idiocracy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we right. Your shit's what all you retarded. Did. Right out of the shoot, We laughed. You know, it's like broke the ice. That was some good bedside manner that worked for us. And, uh, you know, in a way the adventure began. Yeah, was right it? There. Dave Dravecki, was he the pitcher
0: who yep. was throwing a pitch yep. and yeah. his arm snapped? Yeah, and his arm oh, snapped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had a tumor <laughs> on his yeah. bone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you rolled over, it had to be like, well, this is not.
4: This is, no, I knew right away it wasn't good. I mean, yeah. and then the pain happened and, and, uh, yeah, I'm just glad it was the uh, my collarbone because it turns out I had huge tumors on my uh, femur and on my vertebrae. Yeah. I mean, I could have been wrestling with Jackson, you know, mm-hmm. six-year-old, and, you know, <laughs> fell over backwards, and that would have been the break, you know, the vertebrae. And so suddenly, so right. you know, okay. now I've got a bone shard going into my spinal column because it was brittle bone. You know, there's a big uh, tumor so there. so amazing. So, yeah, it really was a that blessing. You can that
1: you live uh, with all of that going on in yeah. your body and not know about it. Yeah, yeah. it was just, there was just a little
4: irritation in my shoulder, really nothing to do. Complain about you know, and you know, kidney cancer. No, no blood in my urine or anything like that at all. Just it was, yeah, very odd. And then right out of the shoot, I'm an overachiever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go.
0: (laughs) It'd be interesting to to, you find out how you you're going to deal with something like that. Because I sitting sitting here today, I don't know how we. I would deal with that, how I'd respond to that. I don't I know. I can tell you. Oh, it? Yeah. Okay, let's hear it. Anger. You'd be
1: angry. Me? No.
0: I can't believe that yeah. I'd go with anger.
1: Yeah, you would. You'd be angry at first.
0: That's Tim- your default reaction. That is. You have to say
4: that. Whatever it is. I mean, That's true. you lose the Easter egg hunt. You want to play John Wayne the bunny. That's what you want to do. You know Ron
0: Rosenbaum? Yes. And Tim Ivory. You might not have met Tim Ivory yet, but I was standing with them today over at Midland Hills. And we were going through the door, and a guy was coming out. So I held the door for him, and he just walked right by. did not acknowledge us, didn't say thank you, didn't even look at us. So I said, you walk by me again, and don't say thank you. I'm going to slam the door in your goddamn face. And Tim goes, this is really working, that whole
1: anger, <laughs> anger management. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but, I mean, you're right. It's my default. Yeah. It is. It's just, why would you be so goddamn rude? Yeah. You know, why? You don't need to be rude like that. But I'm learning. Right, Catherine? It's much better. Let me tell you, the progression
1: You <laughs> can't say something so nice. Don't say nice. anything at this all. This is an the audio program, of dealing Catherine.
0: with your anger
4: yeah. is that you will cease saying those things, and then you will follow them to the uh, car parking lot you'll get their license number Uh, you will call a friend DMV you will find out where they live And you will go and shoot their dog. (laughs) Done.
1: Done. Why are you giving this man
2: ideas? Why? 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 This is the progress. I mean, that's like the second thing. So it's not, you're not
4: going to engage in a fight right there. It's going to be a slow burn. And then over time, you'll get to their house. Okay. And you'll decide not not to shoot shoot the the dog. dog. And then the (laughs) next one will be, I'm not going to drive to their house. I'm not going to go to the house. Okay. I'm not going to make the phone call because I know how all of this plays out. And so it just works back. Until you're right back to the place of gone, if you walk through that fucking door again (laughs) without saying thank you, I'm going to beat your fucking ass.
2: <laughs> the drama, and then you're
4: going to feel great because you'll have all yourself back. That's true. I'll be my complete self once again. You'll drop to your knees and say, "Where was I?" Somebody on the <laughs> chat
1: room. Uh-oh. Somebody on the chat room. Rick S says, "Tom told me he was going to beat the shit out of me in 1992." <laughs> you threaten a, a lot of people.
0: I didn't
3: know that before the podcast, but I'm I realizing now how much you
0: threaten. I people. don't well, that's remember a good any. moment <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Catherine did a good job. <laughs> you shouldn't be exposed to that part of your Just, father so. Yeah, <laughs> and Bella's completely bored with it. She's asleep. She's,
1: she doesn't care. She's a dog. She's been threatened. <laughs>
0: yeah, Bella. Yeah, she I threaten Bella yeah. all the time. She'd handle threats really, really I well. I say, I'm going to kill you. So Ooh. tell us about your other. I do. I'll hear about your other. She thinks venture. it's funny. Oh my god! About the other what, Tom? You have other like, like several other things you do. Oh sure. yeah,
4: we have the fine foods company LT in the kitchen. We make all sorts of good stuff: uh, layered cheese appetizers, these cheese tortas that we have in the studio every We're in art. art.
1: We're really so, I'm trying to not eat.
4: <laughs> I've always wanted to say this into a microphone. Hey Shelby, how's that ball? <laughs>
1: I'm eating um, it. yeah <laughs> baby, right. is it devil's food angel food,
2: what
4: is it? Yeah. That one looks like, yeah, it looks like uh, a chocolate with chocolate. Uh, yeah, chocolate yeah. Chocolate white best gourmet kind of sprinkles. Do you, mm-hmm. come, do you come
2: from a family of good cooks, fine chefs?
4: Uh, you know, there's a lot of good cooking in our house all the yeah. time, but my wife, she's just an ace when it comes to all this kind of stuff. Look at he's going right down to the stick. He's taking that ball right next to the stick. <laughs> oh, God. The
0: second thing I've, I just wanted to say. yeah, in a <laughs> Indeed. It looked delicious. Indeed. And Donna, by the way, BT, I should tell you, Don, before the show started, Alex brought her. Probably cookies in the donut. bottle. cookies. What are they then? Chocolate. We'll see. That's what i
4: I got some cashews in there and some Craisins. <laughs> raisins and dried blueberries. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and never... cinnamon.
0: There's no dairy now, you said, Alex. That's... No
4: dairy, no sugar. Okay.
0: And what's the, what's no what's the, what's the chocolate sprinkly
4: on there, though? Oh, the it's just cinnamon. Thing. Yeah, okay, got it. Ooh, that smells good. I'm going to save it for later.
1: Okay.
0: Because we're talking now. We're Kay. talking. <laughs> I guess we're talking yeah. We're talking now. So, Don, what do you think? So far, the treats are good.
1: <laughs> 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 uh,
4: www.lt.com. Thank you, lt.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Lori, my wife is Lori Turner, mm-hmm. and uh, and you rem- you know Lee Valsvik, and yeah, when, when Lee absolutely. and I started doing the morning show together absolutely. at Cities, BT and Lee, and it was and it was and B and uh, Lee was making jokes. Well, you're BT, I'm LV, and then Lori was writing in, mm-hmm. uh, emailing, and said, Well, you can't be LV, then I'll be LT, you know, and and so then thus another nickname was born, and and uh, and then she's the name on our on our food company. The Lt in the kitchen, so she spells it phonetically. Though yeah. she's cooler. So than So you me. do catering,
1: catering plus the food. Well,
4: we don't. No, we don't do really you catering do at catering. all. No, no. no we, we produce fine foods and it you know, push it out into the into the retail marketplace. Yeah. So nice. now, where would your products be available? Uh, we're at all Kowalski's markets. I love the move. Kowalski's. Yeah, I do too. Great yeah, yeah. Good, good people. They really are. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And find specialty shops all across the Twin Cities, and, you, and we sell a lot just directly to our customers too. We're in Golden Valley through the website. Uh, you live close enough to our our commercial kitchens in Crystal, so you could swing on by. I'll take care of you. You know, I know a guy. <laughs> I
1: know a guy. He knows. We get a deep discount. BT, awesome.
4: are you here just to talk about yourself? <laughs>
1: Yes. God. Okay. Yes. All right. Tom,
4: I'm just going to take my headsets off because I'm have to leave now. But wait, I don't you, think there's I'm going to miss anything. There's ten more minutes for you to talk. Yeah, you're about You're leaving me. ten minutes before the end of the show. <laughs> you're leaving
0: <laughs> ten minutes before the end of the show. It's, it's a on the record. line. It is minutes. a record. It is a record. Uh, I won my bet though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be until 4:50. <laughs> yeah, bullshit.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <No>. Good to <laughs> see you, my brother Don. Thank you, buddy. sir. Thank you. See you again soon. See you Monday. Thanks for eating my ball. Thank you. Oh, and by the way, for the next
3: show, don't forget to log into the chat room if you wish. You can just go to our website and then just below the on the air light it says live chat room just click on that and go on in.
0: Don by the way wants to do a bit. He was talking to me he wants to produce a bit <laughs> because people for some reason people think they have to call the internet. They do. They they think (laughs) they think they have to call the internet. So Don wants to write a bit and produce a bit where people are trying to get through to the To the Internet. To the Internet. (laughs) (laughs) Well I have to talk to the Tom Bernard podcast, which is on the Internet. Is this the Internet? Is this the Internet? So, you know.
4: Which W do I use? There's three of them there. There are
0: three of them. Oh, and by the way, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, at the very beginning of the show, for people who do not know, that's James Adomian doing uh, Jesse Ventura. Yeah, yeah. That's a good (laughs) impersonation. Isn't it the best? He's good. (laughs) He's very good. Did we, Tony? Did we ever use the www? Oh, yeah. That's on there. Is it on there?
1: Yeah, it is on
4: the double front you, and the you, back. You, <laughs> you. I
0: want to hear him do the HTTP mm. semicolon slash <laughs> semicolon six one two three one three oh two eight seven eight eight or eight nine.
3: We're gonna get those rolling over soon, hopefully.
1: Now the mics are getting bored. What? What is give the, the, the mics something to do? The, the
3: mics. The what? Oh yeah, reverse. someone in the chat keeps. Saying this show is like a reverse McSkinney.
1: And you have to tell Don what a McSkinney is? Do you understand this? Oh, when, he, he was,
4: when he was on with Jeff McKinney yeah. and WCCO. Two oh. In the oh, yeah,
3: sure, sure.
4: Mm-hmm. I remember that. It was that. wonderful. So what would be the re- I don't know what that
3: is. Don is not here anymore. What would Bye, the reverse McSkinney be? What would that be? It sounds like a naked diving term. <laughs> yes, it does. I
0: mean, how would it be a reverse McSkinney? <laughs> Do you understand that? Mm-hmm.
4: No, I, I'm, not, I'm not, not quite getting it. it. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes, there you go, exactly. So you, you have the, the. Uh, so it's not a catering business, it's a fine foods business. Yeah, we just make, we make fine foods and, and push them
4: out to people's mouths.
1: They All are fine. fine. Yeah, they
4: are fine. I Thank you. Say. Thank yes. you very much. Which one of the lollipops should I have? They're made with the disco dust today.
0: Disco, wow. dust. disco,
1: disco, disco, oh, disco. Did you take the the same, thing that you sort of sort a picture?
0: you got to take a picture. I didn't take a picture of the lollipop. Oh, you got to take a picture of the lollipop. you got like, to oh, like, lo- yeah, take, take a picture
1: take of the lollipop. Cake pops. That. pops. Gotta a oh, man. Yeah, Tom, if we yeah, really yeah, have uh, John Lassman on the show at some point, we will not eat any treats he brings in. No. No. Have you heard about his stories at parties? Hey,
4: man, those brownies, I'm not feeling too good.
0: Seriously. I'm not feeling too good at all. Oh, my
1: God.
4: We've been doing, you like that? Unbelievable. Thanks, brother.
0: Mm, we've been pastry. doing
4: this for about three years. My, our our son, Cosmo, he's, uh, his name's Jackson Cosmo, so you'll hear me call him both. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, a, he's our top producer. He's, he's become a real foodie. It's a, it's a fun thing to have him in the kitchen working. He enjoys it. You know, he embraces it. That's, that's cool. Well, yeah, and, you know, you've got, you've got your kids hanging with you. It's fun. It. Yeah. is it working
0: with your family great? Yeah, it family's is. family's wonderful. It really is. Um, how how do you keep people. the cake so moist? Is it the fact that it's sealed in a, in a shell? No, actually, we take, the, uh,
4: we take this uh, great cake uh,
0: mix... You guys have a lollipop, man. Yeah, eat these cake
4: pops. cake
1: pops. Save one for me. Yeah, you wanna, you're sharing. You, you that dry one. out the oh, cake uh, for a day,
4: and then you mix it with frosting, and you blend it with oh, frosting, God. and then you and then you form it into the balls. At that point, point. and oh, then man. yeah, and then you dip it into oh, the chocolate, and all the goodness good that follows. That's
3: quite delightful. Mm, <laughs> quite <laughs>
4: delightful.
1: I
3: can't eat the Thank cheese because
1: it's too We'll link uh, directly to. Uh, the to our website. So, Thanks. Absolutely.
4: We'll do that. Yeah, we, we get a we get a lot of wedding business, uh, and are hoping to always generate more uh, because you know a lot of time brides and grooms they they don't want to have a full big cake and they want to have something See, that's fun and inventive. He and, said
1: we do wedding business. Hence. I'm thinking catering. The catering, yeah. So yeah. it's not like I'm completely out of my yes. head. Gotcha. Well, did I mention that gotcha. that, also, that link would also be a rev share? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there
0: you I'm go. Always thinking.
1: So <laughs> oh, this man. business
4: is doing pretty well for really you with Shawnee here. Relationship yes. selling. Relationship <laughs> selling.
1: Stick a fork in this episode and make sure it's done and make sure to turn the grill off so it doesn't run out of propane the next time you go out there and you get yelled at on this episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast, brought to you as always by Bradshaw and Bryant. Great clips this week from Dave Fulton, Larry D'Amico, and Brian B.T. Turner. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week.